Will any player finish with exactly 69 yards? <laughs> We need to um, make a slight uh, adjustment in our information as we welcome you to this 452nd episode of Unscripted. And uh, as we welcome you to our little program, Mike and Chris with you. Uh, Last Sunday, Chris and I, via the telephone, were talking about the tragedy that happened last Sunday morning um, in regard to Kobe Bryant and eight others, including his 13-year-old daughter, Gianna commonly known as Gigi. Um, The information that Chris and I had available to us when we went on air last week was that there were only five victims on that that helicopter in Calabasas, California. Um, But ultimately, obviously, we've learned over the past week that it was nine, and that that number of nine included, again, Bryant's 13-year-old daughter, Gigi Bryant. And so, obviously, our condolences go out to nine people and I'm not going to apologize I'm just writing the record the information that Chris Chris and I had at the time when we went on the air was that there were five so if there are going to be some people that are going to be you know that we jump the gun or whatever a lot of people jumped the gun last Sunday morning when this happened so um, I just want to right a wrong and uh, I will say that we just want to be correct in the information, and the information, obviously, is that there were nine people on that uh, helicopter that was, uh, I don't know. You know, it's funny to me, as I sit here, the Los Angeles Police Department has one of the largest helicopter squads in the nation of the United States because of the massive highway use and the massive volume of traffic on highways in the, in the Southland. And, and a lot of times it's easier to monitor what's going on down on the 101 or the 405 or the 91 and all the different freeways in and out of Los Angeles. It's easier to monitor them from the skies. And I'm not assi- assigning blame here any in any way, shape, or form. The pilot was an experienced pilot who had flown celebrities all over the place not only Kobe Bryant Kawhi Leonard a lot of different obviously there's there's a shitload of so-called celebrities in the greater Los Angeles area that probably had used this guy's service so um and it was the only guy supposedly that Kobe Bryant would fly with having said all that why was that airplane in the air or that helicopter in the air last Sunday morning, and I asked the question because Calabasas, California, a little geography lesson for you here, folks, if you haven't figured out or watched CNN yet, Calabasas is almost smack dab in the middle between Los Angeles and San Diego. And the reason I point this out is that last Sunday was the fourth and final round of the Farmers Insurance Golf Tournament in La Jolla, California. That's just north of San Diego. And they had a two-hour fog delay. They didn't let anybody tee off for two extra hours last Sunday because of the fog. And 125 miles to the north in Los Angeles, as I just mentioned, they, um, what is it when they 
they make them sit. Um, you know, they wouldn't, they didn't allow them, they didn't allow those helicopters to go up because of the fog. They, they grounded, grounded them. them. They grounded yeah. them. That's the word I'm looking for. They grounded the biggest helicopter fleet in police in all the police stations in the United States, they grounded the whole fleet of helicopters in Los Angeles on Sunday morning. So how did this one helicopter get up? Um, again, I don't want to assign blame, but if the LAPD isn't sending up their helicopters, and I got to believe a helicopter that's flying Kobe Bryant around is probably one of the best that you could possibly make. And this ends up running into a mountain and nine people are dead. Um, did somebody feel, and again, I don't want to blame the, 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 uh, the pilot, but somebody had to make the call. And I wonder, because of celebrity and Kobe Bryant on board, and he had to get to a basketball tournament for his daughter, I'm wondering if somebody said, oh, fuck it, we're going to go up anyway, because it's Kobe Bryant. Um, a lot of questions that still have yet to be answered. It's a tragedy that it's going to take a while to get over, obviously. But I will be interested when the NTSB and all these other organizations make their final reports. It's going to be interesting to see what was determined to be the fault. Now, I don't know this. Does, and this is, a, I don't know if it's a dumb question, but it's its a question that I have to ask. And, and I'm sitting across a person that's a hell of a lot smarter than I am. Um... Is there a black box in a helicopter? I can answer a lot of those questions that you've got, including that one. If you do like. it. Go. Sure. So some helicopters do have a black box, but Kobe Bryant's did not. So there's nothing to recover there. Also, the Sikorsky S-76 helicopter he was in has an outstanding safety record. The odds, I was told, of both engines simultaneously failing is essentially zero. Even one of them failing is almost zero. Never mind both. So it's not really that realistically. Uh, to answer your question about the fog, the fog was dense enough that you did need to request special permission if you were going to go up on Sunday morning last week. And that permission was asked for and was granted to the pilot of Kobe's helicopter. And that pilot did have 8,200 hours of flight experience and flight instruction experience. So it's not like he didn't know what he was doing. But it's just such a crazy thing. He was there... Uh, most they were most of the way there. I mean, by yeah, the, right. the, the yeah. trip was like 90% over. It's not like they crashed right after takeoff or something. They were most of the way there, and it sounded like there was a lot of extra traffic, and they were forced to circle for about 10 or 12 minutes. So like, it, I don't want to speculate or anything, but for all we know, they could have said, oh, well, this is annoying. Let's just go for a little helicopter ride while we're waiting, right? And Because what they where they hit, in order to clear the peak that they were near, they were they missed it by two hundred feet. Like it's not like they clipped the top and right. went over. Like they weren't even close. So now there was also, and this is where you're probably going to see some changes to the law. There was not a requirement that this type of helicopter would have to have a special sort of uh, system that warns for if you're getting close to terrain or anything like that. And so I believe it's an optional part that you could get, but they did not have that for whatever reason in this particular helicopter, at least Kobe's version of it. And so that wasn't there. So having that system in place may have helped as well. But it was just a, a complete all around tragedy for sure. And I don't know if we're going to get all the answers here, because I remember when the MH370 flight, Malaysian Airlines in the spring of 2014 went down, and 
how it just disappeared off the face of the earth like it was abducted by aliens or something. And I remember saying, you know, I wish I could just fast forward a year into the future and just so I could find out what happened. And the fact is, here we are six years later, and at least we have discovered parts of the plane sort of like eastern off the off the uh, eastern African islands like Madagascar and all that. At least we've seen some proof of that, that we found three confirmed pieces of MH370 that must have crashed in the South Indian Ocean. But uh, we still don't have the answers. And because there's no black box or anything else, we might never know what happened to Kobe Bryant's helicopter on that fateful flight. We just have no idea. I don't know how they're going to figure out what happened if they ever will or can. Well, I mean, it's just, it's just a tragedy. And I and you know all the tributes. I mean, it's it's got to be a difficult week to play basketball. I mean, I can imagine why the Lakers lost last night. I mean, I'm sitting there watching first the tribute um, at the Staples Center last night, and I have to say, LeBron James's speech was unbelievable. Um, the guy is pure entertainer. I mean, he just. He hit on all the right topics, um, and even, I mean, even even when he took his prepared notes and threw them on the floor and said, you know, Laker Nation, I wouldn't be doing you justice if I read this shit just like this. And uh, he came from the heart, and that was unbelievable. But it's very difficult to imagine last night playing in that game because if you're the Lakers, you lose either way, really. And how would you like to be the Portland Trailblazers sitting through all of those? tributes at the beginning of the game and what a job by Terry Stotts's team to go in and win a basketball game and I know again very difficult Dame Lillard with 48 points last night he was unbelievable but if you're the Lakers if you don't win you know but if you but if you do win you're expected to win because I mean you're there to to you know pay tribute to Kobe and the best way to do that would be to win the basketball game but you can certainly see why their hearts wouldn't totally be in it last night, and that's why they lost to an undermanned Portland Trailblazer team. But again, the final result really means nothing in the grand scheme of things. This is life must go on, and, and it's been an unbelievable week of tributes to Kobe Bryant from all corners of the world. I've seen tributes this week from soccer stadiums in Europe and, and uh, golf tournaments in Morocco, and it's just been unbelievable, and I really... I mean, I knew, obviously, I knew Kobe Bryant in regard to how, what a, what, you know, uh, a polarizing individual. There are some people that are not big Kobe Bryant fans, and I bring up the comedian Ari Shafir, and we'll talk about him a little bit later. And then there are obviously just mamba, mamba maniacs out there that are just never going to get over this. But regardless of your, your thoughts on Kobe Bryant, a 41-year-old man who com- accomplished everything that he did in the game of basketball and then goes on to his second life and wins an Oscar and an Emmy and he won some other things. It's unbelievable. And I think what all of us fathers need to do is take a page out of the playbook of being a father in regard to his relationship with his four daughters. So um, put basketball aside for a minute and just realize that we have lost an iconic individual. And like I said, and I didn't even really have a a clear head when Chris suggested that we get together on the phone last Sunday and it was the right thing to do. But um, you will remember 
I don't care if you're in the Ari Shafir fan club, which is dwindling by the day, I think. But even if you're in his fan club and his feelings toward people like Bill Cosby and and Kobe Bryant, um, you will know where you were when you heard that news on that Sunday morning, January 25th. You will know where you were, or I think it was the 25th, 26th, whatever it was, last Sunday, you will know where you were when you got the news, got the news that Kobe Bryant had been uh, lost in a helicopter accident. So, you know, um, we do need to move on. It's time to move on, but it's never time to forget. So I guess that's what I'm saying, and um, we've got other things to talk about on this 452nd episode of Unscripted, but I do want to before we start talking about Super Bowl 54, which happens tomorrow from down in Miami, FLA, I still want to talk to you about this Ari Shafir guy. I just don't quite understand. I've heard him uh, on my free plug here for Sirius Satellite Radio. I've heard, of, I've heard of him on the comedy channels in my car. I haven't found him outrageously funny. I just didn't know he was this controversial. I guess I didn't know of his uh, hate on, if you will, for guys like Bill Cosby and obviously Kobe Bryant. But it's too bad that, that this guy had those feelings and, and made them known. And, and uh, obviously he lost some work this week in a New York City comedy club with his comments about the passing of Kobe Bryant. But can you tell us a little bit about what you know about this Ari Shafir guy? And, uh, you know, time and place for everything. And again, everybody has the right to their opinion. That's the greatest thing about North America, whether it's a stupid opinion or a, or a forthright opinion. But can you, I mean, educate me like you usually do on a lot of different topics, but educate me why you think or why this guy would do something that could be as career-threatening as this potentially could be for this guy. If he's losing jobs at the New York Comedy Club... I mean, that's like at the Super Bowl of comedy clubs. If he's not going to make, if, the, if New York's going to kick him to the curb, I think there's going to be a lot of other comedy clubs that are going to be kicking this guy to the curb. Yeah, so Ari Shafir, I agree. I've checked him out before simply because he's really good friends with Joe Rogan, and Joe oh, Rogan's okay. had him on a lot, and they're buddies. And so I've tried, and I, I honestly don't remember. I'm, sh- I, I'm confident that I checked him out before, but I don't remember liking anything or you know, feeling anything for him. And he does seem like a different cat for sure. I just tried to go onto his Twitter account right now and his tweets are all protected. He's made it so that oh. people can't just, because the internet there has... They would have scalded him. Well, there's infinite people who have infinite time, apparently have nothing better to do but sit in their mom's basement. So they, uh, they'll they go through every single tweet he ever made. So he's... This is at Nenshi's house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's, uh, he's, he's blocked his tweets. Essentially, he's made them so that they're private for now. And so... He's saying that he was hacked, which I don't believe at all, because he, the way that tweet was written, he basically said, oh, Kobe's a rapist and, uh, and you know, good, he's, he's dead and fuck the Lakers and all this stuff. And it's like, it was exactly the same as a bunch of other tweets he had written before, many about Bill Cosby. And no matter what you think of uh, whatever Kobe did that was uh, not the greatest back in the day, he did. He did nothing even close to Tiger Woods. Never mind Bill Cosby. Right. Frankly, I mean Correct. Kobe. Kobe. What did you do? Have one affair? He had one affair, and uh, yeah, this was. And then he was. This was when he was in trouble in Colorado back in, I believe, two thousand four. 
I'm not sure about the date. 2003, I think. Whatever. I'm close. Yeah, yeah of course, yeah. I'm, I'm close. Um, I'm spitballing here, but that's what where this is stemming from. And you remember probably hearing that uh, Kobe smoothed over the situation with Vanessa, his wife, still to this day, mm-hmm. with the $4 million love me ring. Mm-hmm. You know, he bought her a $4 million diamond ring. But um, again, in the grand scheme of things, again, again, making the comparison to Bill Cosby or to Tiger Woods, this doesn't even no it yeah. doesn't it doesn't compare no it doesn't and so you know it's a bit rich now if you if you're consistent and you have uh, a problem with every guy who cheats on his wife then in a vacuum that's okay well the only guys that don't do that are you and I then that's right we're the only ones we're the that's only right. ones that's right we're the um, only ones well no, no. R- Ryan Hall Ryan well, Hall because, Ryan Hall yeah, like, yeah I mean, we got to we got to cut Ryan he's, he's slack. out his is uh, Greg potential. married no, no. Oh, okay. Then we can't no. include him in the group. So no, it's a group yeah. of three. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, no, I, I appreciate that in a vacuum, but that's not what this is. This is a guy who basically just, uh, he's he seems to have a lot of self-loathing, and he's very, uh, just seems like a really angry, kind of not nice guy, kind of deep down. I think he's got his own personal issues, and he really didn't read the tea leaves. I appreciate when someone like Anthony Jeselnik wants to be controversial or will make fun of a situation that's sensitive. I appreciate that. And if it's done well, it's so much better. Uh, But that's not what this is. This guy, he had made so many tweets. Just it just felt like the same person unless someone hacked his account, which how often does that really ever happen? And then made a tweet that just was really well constructed in terms of sounding like this guy's other tweets. It's just very unlikely. I don't believe that he was hacked whatsoever. He just didn't read the tea leaves at all. He thought uh, like I think a lot of people may have, like even I thought that Kobe Bryant was not this big a deal. I really, I thought, okay, he was a really good basketball player for the Lakers. Okay, great. I also have to take a little bit of uh, issue with how everyone is honoring Kobe. And this is nothing against Kobe whatsoever. I'm not referencing him at all. I'm talking about people in general, how it just seems to be snowballing. Like it feels like, Nelson Mandela died here. True. You know what I mean? True. Like it's it's getting and like okay, so every single player only picked up a basketball because of Kobe Bryant specifically, even the ones that weren't Laker fans. Right. Uh okay, and then I understand Laker fans must be really extra distraught. I appreciate that, but it just seems like everyone's just tripping over themselves to virtue signal about how deeply affected they were by Kobe, even people that never met him, weren't Lakers fans, like just everybody. Oh, Kobe and, uh, you know, I, I've seen things now like, oh, he, I saw today Kobe has surpassed Michael Jordan's legacy. And it's like, well, on the court, he hasn't. Uh, outside, I, I guess he's got an Oscar and Michael doesn't. So maybe there. I Well, he's got a Grammy and an Emmy, yeah, too. Whatever he's got. So, I mean, I guess in terms of award shows that have nothing to do with basketball, he might have surpassed Michael. But I don't know. It just seems like this. It's gotten so out of hand. And on one hand... I'm not really trying to complain because maybe there's nothing really wrong with that, but I guess it doesn't really hurt anybody. At least it hasn't so far, I don't think. But it just is a re- it's just really suspicious and like, oh, wow, you're trying to impress me by how much you're sad that Kobe's gone. Oh, and this person's even sadder than you are. Like, I don't know. I, I guess I'm just getting kind of sick of people always having to show how... How uh, how they're the most emotional and they're the best and they're the most offended and whatever else. And I guess I'm just kind of tired of it because I don't remember hearing any of this love for Kobe uh, remotely 
like this. There's no way I could have predicted that he would allegedly be this loved by people outside Los Angeles until this happened. So I just have to be honest and say I'm a bit suspicious of the people who are saying this outside of the greater Los Angeles area. Let me ask you a question as we switch gears and we start talking about Super Bowl 54, which is being played tomorrow in South FLA. But I think because of these never-ending tributes for Kobe, I think it's taken a bit, a little bit away from Super Bowl week down in Miami. I think that, um, you know, um, Tuesday traditionally is media day where the both teams talk with the media ad nauseum on Tuesday. I've been to many media Tuesday media days at Super Bowls. Um, but those are big time media events. And this week, because of however you feel about them, these Kobe tributes that never end, I think the Super Bowl, for the first time in my recollection, and I've been to seven Super Bowls, this is the first time. And we have a, a prime time, big time matchup in this Super Bowl, which I think could be potentially one of the most entertaining Super Bowls of all time. And I think this week the Super Bowl has taken a backseat to Kobe Bryant. Your thoughts? It really has. And the other thing that could struck me as a Canadian and as an Oiler fan especially was the day that Kobe died on January 26th, that was Wayne Gretzky's 59th birthday. And I didn't hear a single mention That's of right. Wayne Gretzky. Not That's one. Right. Not one. Because it was all Kobe. Kobe died in the morning. And then it was all day, it was that. I didn't hear a thing about Wayne. I mean, 59 is not the biggest birthday in the world, but, uh, you know, if it's 60, we may have heard something still. But that was overshadowed. Everything was overshadowed. And it just seems to continue. Like, it's just... And it's, you know, people are really trying to make lasting impressions. And maybe part of it is that it's because of the fact that a lot of these people are still young themselves, whether it's football players, basketball players, they're still young themselves. And it's not often that a guy this big dies this young. And so I think that's really affecting them. And that's why it seems to be lasting throughout all of Super Bowl week and just keeps on going. There's a movement now to have the NBA logo replaced with Kobe Bryant instead of Jerry West, which... I'm not, I wouldn't even argue against it, even whether I think it's right or not. Like, if people really want that, that's fine. But I don't know. It just seems strange. But I think that's why it's completely overshadowing the Super Bowl preparations because these guys, football and basketball players alike, are still very young men themselves. And they literally grew up. It's so crazy for me to think, but I mean, they literally were young elementary school kids with Kobe in his prime, which is hard for me to even fathom. But. It's, it's crazy. And so it has absolutely been overshadowed. But yes, you're right. I think this should be an all-time classic. Uh, it just has the makings of it. An amazing offense against an amazing defense. And something's got to give. And I think that this might be the toughest game to predict of the year. Out of all the playoff games, out of all the regular season games, I'm not sure. I can't think of a game that was harder to predict than this one. I think that if these teams played 10 times each win five, I'm definitely cheering for the Chiefs because... I want Patrick Mahomes to have a Super Bowl. I want Bowl, Andy Reid to get a Super Bowl. And I Bowl. want Andy Reid to get a Super Bowl. Andy Reid obviously has a lot less time uh, than Mahomes. I, well, I guess you can coach way older, so 
But no, he should still have a lot less time than Patrick Mahomes. But I just want Patrick Mahomes to at least get it out of the way. I don't want it to ever be an issue for any real part of his uh, career where they're like, oh, is he going to be Marino? I don't want that to be an issue. Just get out of the way young. Okay, now we can forget about it because he deserves one and Andrew deserves one. And there's no one on the Niners that I care about all that much, I don't think. So I'm cheering for the Chiefs, but picking that game is just friggin' impossible. I'm just going to throw some money on some fun props, and we'll go over some fun props later on. San Francisco versus Kansas City Super Bowl 54 playing tomorrow, February 2nd from, uh, I don't know what the hell they call I think it's Hard Rock Stadium now down yeah, in Miami, Miami FLA, yeah. home of the Dolphins. Um, fun fact uh, about the Dolphins just popped into my head. Remember how we thought they were going to go 0-16 this year? Yeah. Over their last nine games, they were 5-4. and four. Yeah. It just popped into my head because Ryan Fitzpatrick or Fitzmagic or whatever the hell his name is says he's coming back in 2020. And um, I know that's a sideshow Bob compared to the Super Bowl being played tomorrow. But Kansas City comes into this game as one-and-a-half-point favorites. Both teams are healthy, as healthy as they have been all year. Everybody is eligible to play. Everybody on the 53-man roster. Now you know they still have to make eight inactives. And the, and the news that I heard this morning was Shady, Leco- Shady McCoy might be inactive. Mm-hmm. Um, keep one less uh, running back active and use that extra spot to fortify the defense for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, obviously, this is compared to what you saw in the NFC and the AFC championship games. This is a throwing team, Kansas City, against a running team, um, obviously in the 49ers, but I think it's safe to say that the Chiefs' run defense is a hell of a lot better than Green Bay's run defense. I don't think what's-his-name is going to go for 220-some yards, and of those 220-some yards, 120 of yards were before he even got touched by the Packers' porous defense. But um, I think potentially, and Chris just, just hit on it, that this could be potentially the best Super Bowl ever. I think we're going to have a shootout. I think we're going to have something that's going to eerily remind us a couple of years ago of the L.A. Rams, Kansas City Chiefs Monday night game. I don't know if it's going to be 54-52 or whatever that game was, but I think it's going to be higher scoring than people think. But um, I wonder if this might not end up being one of the best Super Bowls ever. And um, it's played second banana all weekend, all week to Kobe and Gianna Bryant, but... This potentially, folks, has a has the earmarks of being one hell of a Super Bowl. And I actually, you know, the last couple of years I haven't watched Super Bowl because I've gotten tired of seeing the New England Patriots. And this will be one that I'm watching tomorrow. And uh, I'm going to be watching it um, with great anticipation of seeing great players make great plays. And it'll be interesting to see who comes out on top here. The offense of the Kansas City Chiefs or the defense of the San Francisco 49ers. I will say this real quick. I think this is more heart-driven than anything, but I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs both ways in this football game. I think that realistically, I truly believe that San Francisco's defense is is uh, the best defense that Kansas City is gonna, going to have faced this year. I think the San Francisco defense can make big-time stops. But I think right now the best player in the National Football League happens to be playing quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs. I think that um, the Kansas City Chiefs' options of winning this Super Bowl, I, I just don't know if they, they're going to have as many opportunities 
in the future as the San Francisco 49ers have or are going to have. 49ers folks are built to last. Holy crap, with all those first-round draft picks. The the uh, capologist of the San Francisco 49ers is going to have a hell of an offseason trying to keep all these guys under contract and underneath the the uh, salary cap ceiling. But having said all that, if I really was putting money on this game, I might go toward the San Francisco 49ers. I don't know why. I think if they can get one or more, one or two more defensive stops in the Kansas City Chiefs, but I uh, I have a personal feel that I want Andy Reid to win a Super Bowl. It's time for Andy Reid after 14 years in Philadelphia and how many years now here in Kansas City. And remember, Andy Reid started as Brett Favre's quarterback coach in Green Bay. So there's the connectivity for me. And I'm the number is one and a half. I'm going Chiefs both ways. I am just going to take the Niners both ways because I'm in the same boat as you. I think putting money on it, I'll just go with the defense. Yeah. And that's it. In a championship game, that's what you got to do. And the fact that I don't have a feeling at all, I just have no feel for this game whatsoever, that could indicate that because I definitely want the Chiefs to win, maybe I'm blinding myself maybe it's a blind yeah. spot there so yeah. maybe i secretly do think yeah you know what the niners are going to win so i will pick the niners both ways but i'll cheer for the chiefs both ways so really it's win-win for me like that and uh, our buddy ryan sent us a pie chart here so this is a pie chart of who people are rooting for in the super bowl the yellow is the chiefs the red is the niners and the blue is people just happy the patriots aren't <laughs> in it right. i'm in that category so the, the pie chart's about 97 percent uh blue <laughs> which is yeah so i thought that was pretty fun and pretty accurate but i'll be cheering for mahomes and maybe he'll pull off some all-time performance i'm gonna disagree with you mike though i don't think it'll be a shootout i think it'll be a lower scoring game I would pick the under if I have to pick, especially that since the under seems to be rising and it was up to 54 last I saw. Yeah, yeah. And so I would definitely take the under. But there are some uh, really fun prop bets always. And I've actually got some money in my uh, gambling account here. So I might actually pick some fun ones like, you know, I don't really do the dumb ones like what color is the Gatorade or what is it heads or tails or what color is Kim Kardashian's shirt or whatever they've had in past years. But yeah. do you ever do any of those fun prop bets at all? No. No, no? I, I really don't. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of boring. Um, the Super Bowl for me the last couple of years has been anticlimactic because, oh, yeah. A, the Packers weren't involved in it, didn't have a chance to be in it, and the New England Patriots always were in it. And I got kind of blasé tired of that crap. Mm -hmm. So I haven't. Uh, there's some very interesting ones, no question about it. Uh, but you said you may have some, some uh, interesting bets that we can discuss here real quick, and that'd be interesting to see which way you'd go with it. Um, the halftime show I think this year is is J Lo and Shakira, mm -hmm. and uh, I wonder if they have a a futures bet on whose uh, wardrobe is going to malfunction first. I'm hoping it's J Lo. <laughs> I'd be okay with either one. Well, see, I don't know Shakira, so I have to go with J Lo. Oh yeah. If you show me a picture of Shakira, I'll probably oh, yeah, change teams. You, you might. Yeah. I mean, they're okay. both they're both gorgeous or whatever. But okay. um, the one that really jumps out, and I'll I'll look up some other ones here, but. The one that I thought was really funny this year is so it's it's minus seventy five hundred, uh, so it means that you'd have to bet seventy five hundred dollars right. to win one hundred. <laughs> but it's okay. uh, it's uh, will Andy Reid eat a cheeseburger on the Super Bowl broadcast? And if you're picking no, which is the strong favorite, then you need to bet seventy five hundred bucks to win a hundred. If you're confident that Andy Reid will not eat a cheeseburger at any <laughs> point during the Super Bowl broadcast. So, uh, okay, I'll, I've got a, I've got just a list here 
Uh, I don't know if these are in uh, order or not or whatever, but I'll just give you, this article's got 10 of the um, weirdest, funniest, craziest Super Bowl prop bets. I believe they're all from this year. So would you like to hear these? Sure. Okay. Number one. Total number of Donald Trump tweets on February 2nd. Oh, the over-under is set at 13.5. Under is the favorite. You got minus one, 170 for that one. So that's fun. Number two. Will a player leave the game and not return due to concussion symptoms? Like This is how intense oh it is. Yeah. So the favorite is no, minus 150. All right. Hmm. Will any scoring drive take less time than it takes Demi Lovato to sing the anthem? Favorite is uh, yes, yes at minus two sixty. Yeah. So again, so if anyone not with familiar the speed, with, America, with the speed of the Kansas City Chiefs, especially on the outside with that Tyreek Hill guy, mm-hmm. there's going to be a play that's going to be quicker. Oh yeah. Than Demi Lovato singing the national anthem. Yeah. If Tyreek Hill or Mikael Hardman gets that's a big, guy, yeah. a big rip off run there, then or uh, pass, then that's uh, that's going to do it right there, pretty much. So that that looks like a fairly easy one to be honest with you. But again, against the the Niners defense. Maybe not. But maybe like on a special teams play too. Who knows? Mm -hmm. All right. So uh, which company airs the first commercial after the coin toss? The favorites at 15 to 1 are Bud Light and Budweiser. They're the same company. They're both tied at 15 to 1. Anheuser-Busch. Yep. All right. And then which coach will be mentioned first on TV after kickoff? Oh, it's got to be Andy Reid. Andy Reid's the favorite at minus 155. So again, for people who are not familiar with American odds, if I say Andy Reid is the favorite at minus 155, that means you need to bet $155 to win 100 profit. Right. Um, at Kyle Shanahan is the underdog at plus 115. That means if you bet $100, you will win 115. Correct. So that's how American odds work. Some companies Goddamn will, Americans. Yeah, some companies will use either fractional odds or decimal odds, but uh, the American odds are, are fairly popular. <laughs> wow, I just saw this one for the first time. Okay. Number of women to claim sleeping with Jimmy Garoppolo during Super Bowl week. Over under is set at one. <laughs> so uh, That's going over. Uh, the, well, the over, over one is plus 110. Slight underdog there, so that's okay. Hmm. And then, of course, the most famous one, uh, other than the coin flip, which color will the Gatorade be that is dumped on the head coach? And I think the favorite is red. They're all plus. Mm-hmm. So red is plus 150. Uh, I Clear or water is only plus 300. Yellow plus 300 and orange plus 400. I'm just... I, I'm blown away that anyone drinks any Gatorade other than yellow or orange because those are the two most delicious drinks in the world and the other ones don't do anything for me. Purple plus 1800. Anyone wants mm. to throw down a hundred bucks on purple Gatorade <laughs> and try and pull some strings? You can win eighteen hundred bucks. All right, three more. <laughs> oh come on, this is the easiest money I've ever seen in my life. Are you kidding me? Can you actually bet on this? Will Troy Aikman mention his past Super Bowl experiences? Yes, minus oh, two fifty. Absolutely. How how much can I get from my house? <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Is this serious? Oh. Minus two fifty only. That should be minus seventy five hundred. Right. Oh yeah. You only have to bet two hundred fifty bucks to win a hundred bucks on Troy Aikman. Men- wow. 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 Now that I have a job, I might get in on wow. that. Wow. He'll see- he'll have some mention about his three Super Bowl trips in four years before we get to halftime. Wow. So this is how you know that you know anytime anyone says, well, they can't have you know everything that you can bet on. No, they can have everything. Everything. There's a there's a prop bet. I don't know where this is. Uh, does it tell me which sports book it's at? I'm not sure. Oh, 
Uh, mybookie.ag. You can you can bet this one. <laughs> so stupid. Will any player finish with exactly sixty nine yards? <laughs> yes, is plus six ninety. No, is minus twelve ninety. Wow. All right, and the last one. Who will the Super Bowl MVP of the game thank first? Teammates, co- teammates are three to two. Uh, coach is twelve to one. Family twelve to one. God three to one. That's probably pretty safe. I gotta, I gotta go with God there. Yeah, me too. Only they all just seem to do that thing. And they point to the sky. Yeah, and my Lord and Savior first Jesus all, Christ. Jesus. Yeah, and they say it non-ironically and yeah. and all that. So, do you remember any any uh, really funny ones? Like the one that the other one that's funny that I remember from. Back uh, about ten years ago was uh, the member Matt Millen who led the Lions to a an zero sixteen season. Yeah. They had a they had a bet: Will Matt Millen correctly predict the Super Bowl winner this year? <laughs> and and the favorite was yes. So if you bet a, if you said Matt Millen would be wrong, mm-hmm. and that, that was the Steelers Cardinal Super Bowl, mm-hmm. you're basically yeah like you you're getting plus one eighty five for Matt Millen to be wrong. It was insane. Yeah. So anyway, but uh, yeah, do you you've never bet on any of those fun ones? No. You're aware of them, obviously. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. But um, you know, uh, no, I have not. I I know of them. I've laughed at some of them. I thought some of them were incredibly stupid. But um, no, I have never. I'm kind of boring. I don't know. I'm just kind of boring. But um, yeah, I think Kansas City. I, I this is more hope. I mean, if my brain was picking here, again, I'd pick the 49ers, but uh, my heart wants Andy Reid to get a Super Bowl. It's time for Andy. Um, he was a great coach in Philadelphia for 14 years, and it just the message got stale, a lot like Mike McCarthy in Green Bay. And um, I think it's time for Andy Reid to win a Super Bowl, and I hope his time is tomorrow in Miami. I hope so, too. Oh, here's just a mean one. You can get a hundred to one odds if you bet on, and if this happens, will Kyle Shanahan blow a twenty-eight to three lead? Ooh, that's dirty. Eh? That's dirty pool right there. He was the offensive coordinator in Atlanta a couple of years ago when the Falcons blew a twenty-eight to three lead and lost in overtime to the New England Patriots. So that's where that connectivity comes from. We've got to run, folks, on this uh, 452nd episode of Unscripted. Again, tomorrow in Miami is going to be playing the playing of the 54th Super Bowl, the San Francisco 49ers against the Kansas City Chiefs. Looking forward to that. And also, regardless, we do want to remember everybody and, and uh, your thoughts and prayers uh, for the nine victims. Don't there were seven other people on that helicopter, folks. It wasn't just the Bryants. They were the marquee, obviously. They were the marquee members of that party of nine. But there were nine people that lost their lives uh, in that helicopter class crash last Sunday in Calabasas, California. And we want to remember all nine of those victims. Having said that, um, we thank you. Hope that you continue to listen to us here on Unscripted. We missed last week due to my uh, some problems that I had at my house. I had a water line, a water main line under the kitchen sink burst and take out my basement. And so last week I was dealing with that restoration companies. I'm dealing with uh, contractors. I'm dealing with just a whole bunch of stuff. And then I finalized a deal to actually... Uh, be an employed person again so last week was my fault but I just had no energy and actually lost my voice 
So um, some people would say, God, that's a great thing. And uh, I appreciate you people out there as well, too. Everybody has a comment, regardless of how stupid they are. Everybody has a comment as well as an opinion. But having said all that, for the executive producer of Unscripted, Mr. Chris Fluke, I'm Mike Jansen. Until next time.